Hello, I'm Dee Dee Madigan, and welcome to the fourth episode of Home Plates, a podcast all about food. Every episode, an international student sits down in the studio with me, and we discuss the food from their country. In this episode, I sit down with Amay, who is from Mumbai, India. We talk more about mangoes and also how spicy Indian food is and how different that is than American spice. And Amay also gives some awesome tips if you want to start cooking Indian food and how you can do that. It's easier than it sounds. So stick around. Thank you for listening. This is Home Place. with me today is Amay from India. So my name is Amay. I came to UW in 2015 for my master's in business administration. I'm from the city of Mumbai, which is, you can sort of call it the financial and entertainment capital of India. And yeah, it's the food is actually pretty different from Delhi. Yeah, and that's about it. I love food. And that's why I'm here to talk about food. So one question I like to ask all my guests is, if they remember their first meal in the U.S. And if you could tell me a little bit about that. Uh, so I remember the day I landed, I stayed up at a friend's place. And then we actually came to see the campus. I went to the Foster School of Business. We met there and then we went to the Ave. And I remember going to, I think, Aladdin. I think the first thing that I ate was a shawarma. <laughs> it was pretty funny because it's I'm coming all the way to the U.S. and having a shawarma. <laughs> So yeah, that was my first meal in the U.S. But there's something more memorable if I can share that. I Coming from India, I always wanted to try steak. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually requested, uh, uh, took suggestions from one of my classmates. She's from Texas. Her name is Molly. Shout out to her. And uh, instead of like suggesting places, she actually invited me to her place. And she cooked steak in a Texan like her husband actually cooked steak in a Texan style so that was like my first American meal which I enjoyed and did you like the steak oh yeah I love steak you're a fan of steak yeah so I was wondering since you've already had someone from India uh, but she was from New Delhi and you were saying Mumbai is pretty different could you go into more depth on how Indian food is different in each state and region and specifically how it's different than New Delhi from Mumbai I think I like to think of India as Europe, which each state having a different culture, a different language, and they have very different cuisines. The reason for that is there is a lot of varying climate across India. So the staple food that you grow in a particular region will change as you move from north to south. So Delhi is, for example, uh, in the northern region of India, where, where the staple food consists of a lot of wheat, like you have the naan bread, which is made made of wheat. But as you move below, as you move to the southern part, you have more rice-based products where rice becomes sort of the staple food and then there is other food surrounding it. In terms of my city of Mumbai, Mumbai is similar to New York. It's, it's a melting pot of a lot of different cultures, a lot of different people coming from all over the India. So there is a lot of color in terms of food that you can find. So you have... For example, North Indian food, uh, that's that's very famous from Mumbai. Mumbai has its own take on everything. So it's like a Mumbai take on North Indian food. There's a Mumbai take on like South Indian food. And I think in the past few years, we have also seen a lot of food uh, coming from the northeastern part of India. 
uh, in Mumbai. So it's like if you want to try everything that's available in India, Mumbai is like that place, similar to similar to New York. Could you tell me a little bit more about what a Mumbai take on Indian food looks like? So here's the thing: from the southern state of India, you have uh, something called as a dosa. So in each southern state, they have their own version of a dosa, which is basically a rice pancake served with chutney and uh, lentil soup, which is called sambar. In Mumbai, instead of like different versions from different states. we'll find just like one version that's standard across most of the restaurants so it's it would be difficult to describe the exact take but it's sort of there are people who have come from all the southern states to this one city and then they have sort of standardized you know that food all across and depending on what is the the palate of of the city so it's sort of got very standardized and that's what like what we call the the mumbai take Would you mind talking a bit about street food in Mumbai? So one famous street food of Mumbai is called uh, the vada pav. Uh, let me explain what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's boiled mashed potatoes mixed with a lot of spices, and it's uh, deep fried in a in a batter, and that's served between. Uh, buns similar to like a burger we call it like the indian burger <laughs> so this is very popular in mumbai you can find it on like any street mumbai if you if you visit mumbai there is a lot of disparity in terms of how the wealth is distributed so vadapav is sort of the staple food of a lot of people in mumbai who are like daily wage laborers or even students who cannot afford going to expensive restaurants so you will find it on every nook and corner of the city that is one thing that comes to mind whenever i think of uh, food back home street food back home the second uh, street food that's pretty famous from mumbai is it's collectively called as chaat under that there are a lot of food items that have actually come from inspired from the northern part of india so chaat is that it yeah chaat chaat So it's just like a sort of category of food. Yeah, yeah. Chaat is yeah. It's sort of a category of food, but under that you will find uh, a lot of things. So pani puri. It's it's a very popular street snack, not just in Mumbai but all across India. It's it's a mixture of boiled gram and mashed potatoes. It's it's basically the filling, and there is this that tangy sweetish water. It has some sour and spices in that. and it is actually put inside a batter fried uh, it's it's actually called puri i don't know i, I can't translate it well that's okay that's right <laughs> so you mix so you take the puri and you fill it with this tangy water mm-hmm. and this mashed potato filling that's like i think one of the most popular treat snacks of india and every student if you ask them what do they miss about indian street food they would say pani puri <laughs> so that's like something I guess to look for if you ever go to India. Right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Can I ask where you like to go in Seattle for Indian food? Sure. So in Seattle, I like to go to Taste of India, which is right up on I think it's Roosevelt. I would recommend getting the garlic naan over there, along with if you are if you eat non-vegetarian food and the the butter chicken gravy the curry is is very good if you like to go for an indian buffet taste of india is sort of from a student budget budget perspective it's a little bit expensive mm-hmm. 
so i didn't go there that often you should not go there that often but if you want to go at one of these you know 10 dollar all you can eat indian places then i would recommend bengal tiger which is on 65th and roosevelt that's that's pretty good but if you want to try like authentic indian food you have to go to the east side so you have to go to uh, redmond bellevue so a lot of good restaurants are in that area so for example uh, there's one place called uh, ruchi biryani ruchi again uh, i'll spell it out r u c h i and biryani is b i r y a n i so that is uh, pretty popular at at this place ruchi uh, biryani then one there's one more place called ahar it's double a h a r or sorry a h double a r and that's actually located in snowcolmy it's it's i know it's a long drive there but there are times we have a bunch of us classmates <laughs> have just booked a zip car just to just to eat there so there you will find a lot of south indian food so yeah i i actually i should mention this a lot of food that you get in seattle or even overall in america that's classified as indian food that is actually north indian food or to be more precise it's like punjabi food so all these butter chicken curries naan uh, all that comes uh, all, all that is pretty popular in the northern states of india but ahar is one place where you get good south indian food so for example i earlier talked about uh, dosa which is like the rice pancake that's served with chutney and lentil soup that is uh, very popular uh, at ahar then you'll get a lot of curries so in the southern part of india because it's a coastal area they use a lot of coconut even the curries they would use coconut milk while cooking the curries so there is a different flavor different taste even the spices that they use are a bit different so that you can definitely try at this place called ahar So yeah, these are like my go-to places in Seattle and the surrounding region. So what to you then makes a uh, Indian place good and authentic? So a lot of Indian food in the US tends to have the same like if you order if there are 10 curries on the menu, it tends to have the same base flavor in all the curries. It will look like a mix of orange and red <laughs> color and you know the chicken might be the same. they'll just probably add one or two different things and claim it to be something different <laughs> so uh, that's not pretty authentic to what you get back home uh, i think what makes it authentic is for example if you go back in india and you order different curries at a lot of places each curry will have a very different sort of flavor i mean there are restaurants similar to what you have in india which will use the same base but if you go to a good restaurant it will actually have a very different take on the thing that you are ordering it will use different ingredients so it's not like a mismatch of the same ingredients mm-hmm. it, it's imagine uh, i don't know how what's a good comparison but uh, it's not like just one burger and yeah, then you yeah. put different you're just like lettuce and then lettuce tomato then lettuce tomato yeah, onion exactly, it's like exactly, oh yeah, it's a lamb yeah. burger exactly. or like a regular burger yeah or like imagine using like the same meat and the same buns and yeah the same like bay lettuce tomato and just like removing one and yeah. claiming it is something else so yeah uh, in india it will be very different and like i said in india especially in mumbai because again it's a melting pot you get curries from like all across the uh, country so you can have uh, south indian coconut flavored curry 
or you can have something like butter chicken which is more of a north indian uh, style of curry so i think that is what makes it authentic and even uh, i think it's the spices that you use so a lot of restaurants on the east side i have spoken to some of the people uh, working there and some of them actually import spices right from india so even the soil where you grow the spices adds it adds a different flavor to the spices so i think that also makes it very authentic i think the indian food in seattle or in the us it they have changed it a bit to suit the local palate like it's less spicy for example <laughs> Like when I go, I have to say make it Indian spicy, not not American. <laughs> That's what my spi- other guest was saying too. <laughs> <laughs> It's literally every single guest. I think every episode so far has said, "Yeah, no, like the spice is totally different. You guys can't handle spice." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah that's that also what uh, that also makes it like not very authentic especially in the Seattle region but if you go to the east side because we have a lot of a huge indian community there living there so over there the restaurants tend to make it more more spicy especially if you like tell them mm-hmm. so yeah i think these are the main reasons that like that would make an indian place authentic or not so now everyone knows the signs of a good <laughs> restaurant yeah transitioning into like cooking indian food yeah i know like most dishes use a lot of different spices correct yeah and that kind of makes cooking indian food hard could you go into you're going to give advice to someone who wants to start cooking indian food i think if you don't have really have the time to cook it a good way is to just go to trader joe's trader joe's has surprisingly a very good collection of uh, indian curries I think uh, they have frozen naans as well as freshly baked naan bread, uh, and it's pretty cheap. It's like three dollars for like two or three, three or four naans. It's pretty good. Like I've a lot of my friends have survived uh, our two years <laughs> just eating that. My my roommate and I certainly did. <laughs> and they have also a section of fro- on the frozen section of Trader Joe's. You will find uh, butter chicken. I think there is biryani, and uh, they have even garlic naan bread. And for ve- if you are a vegetarian, they have uh, something called as palak paneer. Paneer is cottage cheese in a in a spinach gravy. Mm-hmm. So that that is pretty good. But if you want to try cooking it yourself, I would uh, recommend getting garam masala powder, which is a mix of various spices. And uh, I think the easiest way is to just like. Uh, just go on youtube mm-hmm. you'll find a lot of recipes and there are a lot of uh, youtube content creators that have that are actually based in the us so they use a lot of ingredients that are available here and most of it you can find it online you can order it off amazon but if if i have to like suggest some things that you have to definitely get mm-hmm. it's garam masala powder maybe if you like spicy food chili uh, red chili powder we use a lot of onions and garlic ginger garlic paste in almost all curries so ginger garlic paste is something that i would uh, recommend getting it and rest of the stuff you might have it at home like we use onions we use tomatoes uh and then just just go on youtube and just just find anything it would be pretty easy to i don't think indian food is that difficult to make you just need to try it a couple of times and most of the stuff that i said I think even Trader Joe's carries all garam masala. I think I think they carry garam masala, and uh, otherwise you can just order off Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
And then what dish would you recommend maybe a beginner starting out trying to cook? Uh, you can actually try either chicken or paneer or, you know, even tofu or gravy, like mm -hmm. a curry. Like I said, like the ingredients that I mentioned earlier, you just need onions, ginger, garlic paste, tomatoes, uh, and those spices. And I think that is what I recommend uh, that you should start with. And then you can just make some, boil some rice and just eat it with the rice. That's probably the simplest uh, way to make Indian food. Uh, making bread is, I think, a challenge. It's, <laughs> it's quite uh, difficult. Even some of us uh, cannot uh, make good bread at home, like uh, the rotis and the naans. Mm. But yeah, rice and curry is something that uh, is pretty easy to make. And uh, if you like desserts, I think a lot of Indian desserts are actually easy to make. One thing that I can recommend is, uh, it's called Suji Halwa. So it's S-O-O-J-I-H-A-L-W-A. Suji Halwa. So it's made from wheat. It's, it's a different form of wheat called Suji. Or it's also called Rava, R-A-V-A in, in certain Indian states. And you use clarified butter and you use uh, milk, you use water. And it's a beautiful dessert uh, that takes like less than half an hour to make. And again, I would recommend uh, YouTube. And uh, I actually tried this during the first month when I, mm -hmm. I, I was not like a very good cook. Or <laughs> I should not cook a lot while I was in India. But that is one thing that I tried here, just following my mom's recipe. And it was pretty easy to make. How does that come out then? Is it sort of like a baked dessert then? or uh, No, you don't bake it. You just sort of cook it on the flame in a pan. Oh, okay. And then just let it cool down a bit. Some people like to eat it hot. Some people like to like cool it down and eat it. But yeah, I would recommend like eating when it's hot. One thing I want to talk about was chai. What would you say like makes a good chai? Because I really love drinking chai. I think it's like <laughs> super, it's like one of my favorite parts of going out for Indian food. Yeah. Chai. <laughs> I miss I miss uh, chai that you get. So in India, you can buy chai on the street for so it's like six rupees. That's like ten cents. <laughs> so like we used to have like literally four or five cups of chai in a day, <laughs> and here it's like minimum two dollars for a Starbucks. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a little different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so chai is, yeah, actually that is something that you can easily try at home. Just go online. There's a website called, I don't know if it's on Amazon, but there is a website called Shopperies, which serves the uh, the Indian community usually, uh, mostly the Indian community in the Seattle and East Side region. So they will have Indian tea. So these are not tea leaves. It's it's a tea powder that you get. Mm -hmm. Just just Google for a tea powder on Shopperies. Or if it's on Amazon, just Google Indian tea powder. Uh, you should get it. I think my go-to recipe for making tea is... Uh, like if you're making for just one person, use half a cup. Just boil half a cup water. Add sugar as per your taste. Usually I add two teaspoons. Uh, you should add one teaspoon of that, that chai powder. And then you should add, you should grate ginger and add it to the tea when it's boiling. You let it boil, let all of this boil together. So half a cup of water, ginger, the tea and sugar. And then when it boils, when it's like, just add a half cup of uh, milk to it. And yeah, it's, it's that simple. And <laughs> I know, I don't know why the tea that you get in the US is so different. Like it's 
tastes nothing like what you get back home. So this is like the simplest recipe of chai. But if you want to have like the masala chai, so you actually get a chai masala that you can purchase online, which is again, it's a mixture of different spices, different herbs. And if you add that, that will enhance the taste of your chai. Like that is, that I love that tea too. Like especially when uh, in Mumbai, it rains very heavily. So usually we have chai with something called as pakoras, which is which are like something like onion fritters. Yeah, we, we have... We have that a lot, especially during the rains. And I just remember that because it must be raining pretty heavily right now because it's the rainy season in Mumbai. <laughs> so yeah, just just try that uh, or just Google the recipe. And it's pretty easy to make good chai at home. And it can beat coffee any day, any, <laughs> any day. Yeah, I think tea is better too. But like all my friends are convinced it's coffee. But... <laughs> I think that's a Seattle thing. I, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Okay, so do you like mangoes? Whoa. <laughs> uh, I, I love mangoes. <laughs> so there is uh, something called as the, uh, the Alfonso mango. So the Alfonso mango actually comes from my state. So Mumbai is the capital of the state of Maharashtra. And the Alfonso mango comes from the coastal region of uh, Maharashtra, which is just like below Mumbai. And I don't think any fruit even comes near it in terms of taste it's, it's the most amazing mango you will ever have so if you get an opportunity maybe sometimes on the east side uh, there are a couple of indian grocery shops if they have alfonso mangoes so they only grow in the summer so around march to like may end of may uh, if you're in that season, just call them up and ask if they have Alfonso mangoes and then like, don't even look at the price, just order it and have it. It's, it's amazing. So I know I've tried a couple of, so you get Mexican mangoes here. They are decent, but uh, it's nothing. It's, it's During the, the, the summer, which is like March to May in India, when Alfonso mangoes are uh, harvested and sold, like we, a lot of cuisine they are added to a lot of uh, other cuisines uh, sorry other food items so for example we have this drink uh, called lassi it's mm. it's made of milk and curd we actually add the mango pulp to that then you'll get mango shakes so like it's like mango season everywhere like mango is added to like sweet desserts so yeah but you should if you get an opportunity you should you should have alfonso mangoes it's it's literally called the king of mangoes and it deserves that title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love that I just said, do you like mangoes? And we got all of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a powerful fruit. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. <laughs> Alfonso mango is, is a powerful fruit. So um, we've come to a segment that I like to call junk food and drunk food. So basically, uh, basically, I think like the past few people have all just told me like, because I ask about what you like to eat in India when you're munching around and like being lazy and then also after a night out what you like to get and yeah. I think most people just said like McDonald's or KFC but wondering if maybe your answer is different or the same <laughs> as everyone else <laughs> who are these people <laughs> I don't think people go to McDonald's and KFC I mean some of them do but uh drunk food so bars are very different in India and I'm talking about the the actual bars I'm not talking about like places like Earl's where you it's which are sort of considered a bit high-end in India 
So if you go to uh, like a local bar, usually bar food is a lot of fried snacks. <laughs> so for example, uh, I told I told you about those fried fritters. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of fried snacks. I think one of them even became popular in the UK. It's called Bombay Mix. It's a bunch of uh, fried lentils, fried peanuts, you know, fried chickpea flour noodles. So we have a lot of this while drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like if you're completely out, like, completely drunk out with friends <laughs> uh, at, it's like 1 a.m. Especially in my, I'm talking about my city, the mm-hmm. experiences will be different according to the city. So Mumbai, although it's said that the city never sleeps, but most of the restaurants close at like 1 or 2 a.m. So then you have people selling, uh, it's either eggs, there, there is, uh, how do I, it's like scrambled eggs, it's called egg burji. Mm-hmm. It's scrambled eggs, but it's it's spicy. It's made to be like almost sort of a curry that you eat with bread or you can eat with roti. So that is pretty popular. A lot of like street shops just open up in the night and they are open till like 4 a.m. <laughs> where, you, where you can eat that. And then there are these uh, people who go around uh, on a bicycle and they'll, they have their uh, fixed spots. Like they'll be near, near the nearest railway stop, the railway station just outside that. So if at 3 a.m. you are drunk and you are hungry, you just go there. <laughs> and they sometimes have something called as an idli, which is made from fermented rice and other batters mixed in. And that is again served served with chutney and uh, lentil soup, which is sambar. So that is pretty popular. And then they, there are some places where that also are well known for late night food in, in Mumbai. So uh, there is one place where you get something called as pao bhaji, which is a lot of vegetables boiled, mashed together with a lot of masala added that you eat with uh, bread, which is called pao. So that is pretty popular uh, drunk food or, you know, (laughs) if you get the munchies. So I don't know who these people are who go to KFC and McDonald's, (laughs) but they have been (laughs) definitely not enjoying the Mumbai street food in the night. (laughs) So last question for you. Do you have a favorite food memory? So there was this one time when I was doing a road trip on a motorcycle in northern India. And I was with a bunch of friends. We like started early in the morning. We like rode for like almost 150 miles or something like that. And a lot of hours. And then we were hungry and it was lunchtime. We were actually on climbing, like going uphill on a huge mountain. So this was like almost near the Himalayas. And there was this only one shop. It was almost like a small food cart where the guy was selling something called as Alu paratha. So let me explain what that is. Alu is uh, potatoes. So you have mashed potatoes uh, cooked in spices. And this is filled in like a bread. It's similar to naan, but this is made of whole wheat. So it's stuffed between two layers of paratha. And then uh, it's made, it's like heated on the pan. And it is served with uh, fresh curd. So we ordered that. And then we went behind the restaurant. He had made a place for people to sit and eat. And that overlooked uh, a deep, a huge valley amongst all the mountains. And there were snow-capped peaks. And we were, at, I think, at a height of like something like 3,000 meters, which is, which is very, very high. 
and uh, i think that was one of the best alu parathas or the best one of the best meals i have ever had in my life not just the food like the view the ambiance and like that experience so yeah that is one food memory that i like always go back to when i think about it and someday i will actually i plan to actually go back to that same spot and have the same food on a motorcycle <laughs> <laughs> thank yeah. you so much for joining me amay this has been a really awesome conversation and i think everyone has learned a lot thank you so much this oh thank you fun. for thank you for inviting me it was a pleasure <laughs> awesome thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode I'm Aiden Walker. And I'm Blake Peterson. Together, we host a podcast called Cinema Adventure, where we discuss movies with important guests, talk about their favorite movies, and recommend movies that you may have never heard of before. So join us every other Monday on the Soundbite Network so we can film you in. Uh, Wasn't that good? It was really good. It's a good pun, isn't it? For more like this and other great shows covering sports, science, relationships, and the arts, visit the Soundbites website, uwpodcast.com. That's uwpodcast.com.